0: Trevor Hall, back here with Mining Stock Daily in Frankfurt for the Deutsche Gold Messe. We're getting close to wrapping up day two, another day filled with interviews and corporate updates, and we're going to continue that trend. Happy to welcome in Dave Cole, CEO of EMX Royalty. No stranger to the podcast. They trade on the NYSE American and the TSX Venture with the symbol you guessed it, EMX. Dave, welcome back.
1: Thank you, Trevor. Always my pleasure to be here. fun uh, to be back in Frankfurt.
0: It's fun to be back in Frankfurt. You've been active doing some marketing in Europe. How's the meetings going?
1: They're going pretty well. You know, our business model sells well here. People are looking for a buy and hold strategy. People understand that royalties are phenomenal financial instruments. You can't own enough royalties. Uh, we've developed a nice long-term shareholder base.
0: Yeah. Well. What are some of maybe general themes or questions you've been getting in the last week since you've been on here? How are people kind of looking and expressing this market right now? Well, of course, everyone always asks me uh, to pontificate on my view on metal
1: prices, <laughs> which, which, of course, that's not our job. But never mind it. You know, people always ask that, and then people are always interested to know about specific assets within the portfolio. And I get a lot of questions about the Timok project, uh, particularly being here in Europe, but also because it's a you know significant
0: asset within the portfolio. Mm-hmm. Oh, so what are you answering? What, what is going? On? Is, you, so, I thought uh, you were going to take it because well, you know you know I was going to ask. You I know about I was this. just giving you a softball. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, you know we put in our annual report that came out a few weeks ago, Trevor, that the negotiations with Xinjiang have been going smoothly, albeit slowly, uh, and we do expect resolution to be announced forthrightly and um, um, I've never been more confident of that than I am today. I think the shareholders are gonna be very appreciative of how we have uh, completed this transaction and we will see the forthcoming cash flow. We can go on Zinjing's website and see how much copper and gold they've been producing in 21 and 22 and extrapolate that forward. Uh, It's gonna be a nice multi-million dollar number per year for EMX and and, you know, I understand the investor public uh, is in a risk off mode and uh, my suggestion is you know if you don't want to buy before that news comes out, despite the fact we put in our annual report that it is forthcoming, yeah. uh, you know wait for the actual day and then buy you'll, you'll still get a great deal um, because that that, that royalty is worth quite a bit in my stock it, that is not represented in my current stock
0: price in my opinion. That value you don't think that's built into the price I don't I don't yeah. let me so let me and in, 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 I want to kind of challenge you on this a little sure. bit. You know, sure. I respect you dearly. But what you just mentioned with TMAC is almost the same thing you mentioned to me a year ago. That's correct. Right. It's been 14 months. Has it been that long? Yeah, it's been Holy 14 cow. months. Yeah. So what, is, what is the holdup here? What is going
1: on? So, so um, lawyers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but here's the deal. Um, the royalty was poorly written originally. And please please realize I bought this royalty for 200000 Canadian dollars. Yeah. It's, it's not a royalty that I wrote. Um, so we accept the royalty as it was written. And uh, uh, you know, it had some issues. Uh, we're fixing this so it can never be disputed again and we're papering it up properly so it's efficient um, for both companies and in any other future counterparty that exists. right? And it involves uh, Xinjiang, which is a huge multi-billion dollar partially government-owned entity that you know, operates in Chinese mm-hmm. in China. Um, And then there's Serbia, and, of course, the Serbian Council needs to be involved. And then there's our Canadian Council and their Canadian Council. So there's four different law groups that have to review the document on every turn of the document. So you get a red line, and you you make comments, and you send it back, and it's two months before Mm -hmm. you get it back again. But, hey, you know what? Um, I told the guys from the beginning, more important to get it right than to get it fast.
0: Okay. What are the chances... Um, is, it, it, is it better to, is it safe to say, if this comes back, you're gonna get that half percent NSR on, on T-Mont?
1: No, uh, no, I don't think it'll be half percent. Half percent is the maximum that you could interpret it to okay. have been. Um, and it was our starting position and 0.225% is the minimum that you could interpret it to be. Uh, I believe it's likely that, you know, we met somewhere in the middle, we're, we're uh, reasonable people. Uh, I believe that Xinjiang's viewpoint that the royalty should have been diluted is probably accurate. Our, our interpretation that it had, net, had not been diluted when you read the royalty agreement in specifics is also accurate. Okay. And that royalty agreement is filed on Cedar. people can review that.
0: Would it be out of expectation once this is settled and that news hits the market that Zision would cut a royalty for the production that has not been paid since this? We wouldn't agree
1: to it if it wasn't that way. Okay. Yeah, all the accrued royalties will be paid or I wouldn't sign. Okay. Yep, no question of that.
0: Okay. Let's move on. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you can imagine how many questions
1: I feel. No, I understand. And, Uh, uh, you know it is it is very very important um, and of course I, I'm as equally as frustrated or more frustrated than anybody else it's taken 14 months but we're accruing the royalties that are owed mm-hmm. to us uh, and uh, it will at the end of the day Trevor be one of the most successful investments certainly in the history of EMX and, and one of the best royalty investments in the history of the royalty business we're paying $200,000 for something that will likely play hundreds of millions
0: I mean, I'd put it up there with, if, if it goes through and it's positive news, that it would be maybe the second or third most important, maybe the first, I don't know, top three important catalyst for EMX. I mean, obviously, Malmiche was huge a number of years ago. Yeah. Um,
1: but one- We got out of that one in time, didn't we?
0: Yes, you did. There's <laughs> no way you could do that deal right now. No. No, no, not, a, no. not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. Um, let's talk about your Caserones uh, yeah. royalty, because that, that Vacuna yeah. district is really getting a lot of attention lately. Um, that's a, a pretty big royalty compared to what number of your peers have. Um, on it, uh, you know, Elemental, Royal, Elemental Altus Royalties has a part of an NSR on there. And I think, uh, is it Franco or Sandstorm? Franco Nevada has Fra- a piece. Sandstorm has Sandstorm a piece. So, yes. and it, it, but, but you that, have a point seven seven five nine. I mean, it's an correct. interesting number, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. have that royalty on Casaronis. Give me a sense of, you know, obviously it doesn't mean much uh, for the, uh, Lundin mining coming in as major shareholder or a major uh, majority operator of Casaronis now?
1: Project Equity in Casaronis, yeah. correct, yeah. Um,
0: but, you know, I mean, is that, how does that improve, does that, do you feel like that improves the project?
1: Absolutely, and, and nothing against JX Nippon. I think JX Nippon, multi-billion dollar, uh, very capable Japanese company and smelter company, was operator uh, of the mine and still owned some of the mine, mm-hmm. uh, and they were doing a great job. Lundin will do an even better job. And Lundin, we know is an aggressive operator, we know they will explore more, they'll convert more, they'll produce 43 documents so we can talk more about the reserves and resources than we're allowed to talk now, mm-hmm. um, which is also a, a key value add for us. But you know, I think Lundin is absolutely the right company to own this and to operate it. We're very, very, very pleased with that transition.
0: How about the royalties in Turkey? How are they operating?
1: Yeah, things are going along smoothly. There were some small startup issues with some geotechnical problems in the pit at gettig Tepe uh, a little bit of chemistry issues on the pad, nothing unexpected. Or, you know, the types of, of issues you get when you start up a mine, but the royalty checks are rolling in. We're very pleased.
0: Yeah. Uh, so are they
1: still producing that oxide level? You bet. Yeah, there's a few years left there on the oxide zone. Uh, and then uh, we'll wait for the final decision as to whether the sulfide will be developed. It's, it's quite logical that it will be. We have a 2% royalty on that sulfide. And while we're talking about turkey, I'd be happy to give you an update on Bali if sure, you'd like. Sure, please. So it led you right into that one, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, uh, Bali is an asset that we generated uh, and, and you know, very successful. Uh, a lot of the drill results are out there. You can see those on our website. Uh, they've successfully developed developed this carbonate replacement deposit, lead, zinc, silver, high grade, really nice system. They've been mining on the other side of the property line off our royalty boundary mm. for years down to 900 meters depth now. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, so the district's been consolidated and they've put in multiple shafts now into the Hasana Tepi zone where our royalty is. Um, more and more of the the production that goes through the mill will come from our royalty side as per what they've explained to us. They did run into some metallurgical problems in the upper zone where there was a large clay content because of the weathering zone has more clay. And that clay was causing them some issues with respect to recoveries, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they are solving those and they are getting deeper in the system where there's less clay long-term is going to be a great royalty.
0: Um, Let's talk about other than the royalties, the paying royalties, let's move to another aspect of the business model. And that is uh, project optionality and providing those, um, providing, you know, options and doing deals with other junior explorers. Um, You know, it kind of felt a little bit quiet on that side in the last year. If that's fair to say, maybe, maybe you disagree and happy to hear it. But you know, it, it seemed like a little less activity on that side in 2022. Uh, not that you didn't do any deals, but there were, there were deals being done, but it seemed a little bit on the quieter side. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah. You know, the overall, um, appetite for projects when the capital markets were less robust and 22 definitely impacted us on that side. But keep in mind, we've sold 92 projects mm-hmm. in, uh, since the beginning of 2018 you know just eclipses our, our our competition um i believe the final number for 2022 was around 14 or 15 projects sold so about
0: one a month yeah one plus yeah yeah okay. and
1: and Uh, Keep in mind, we did just sell our entire or in the process of selling, we signed a letter of intent to sell our entire Idaho portfolio. Very capable gentleman who will leave EMX and become CEO of this company, Dr. Curtis Johnson. Uh, That is Scout Discoveries Corporation. I'm really excited for uh, Dr. Curtis Johnson, I think he's going to do a great job. He's a really fired up and smart young man. And uh, we're, you know, we're here to support him and make sure Mm -hmm. he does well with that business. But there's 14 right there. Right. Boom. Yeah. Uh, and then we did just sell uh, the Yarrow property in, in Australia, which is one people have been you know, making comments on for years because there's some really nice gold in golden like 17 meters of four grams we hit near surface. And then fortuitously, we discovered that manganese cobalt zone mm. on the same license. Happy to have that in the hand, capable hands of my friend, Travis Schwarzbaker. Travis Swartzveger runs many Peaks Gold. I've known Travis since he was a young kid. We used to work together at Newmont. Uh, He's a great geologist, great businessman. And uh, I'm very pleased to own more of the stock as part of that transaction Mm because I think Travis can do very well with that. And it's in a good spot in Queensland.
0: I mean, you guys were drilling that yourself before this deal, yeah. wasn't it?
1: And, and Travis is paying, paying us back for all that drilling. Is he? And, you know, it's a fast... you want to hear the discovery story here?
0: Sure. So you know, we
1: bought it because it had a small historic gold resource. We bought it very inexpensively, thanks to Eric Jensen, Dr. Eric Jensen, and his fleet of the foot uh, guy on the field, Chris <laughs> Spurway. So, you know, we got this uh, asset. We're out prospecting for more gold, along strike. And the field guys stumbled across a black bed at the top of a butte and that black bed was salamiline group minerals it was a salamiline which is manganese oxide Mm -hmm. group of minerals that cemented a quartz pebble conglomerate and a quartz pebble sandstone put that in a bag and it was assaying you know around 10 percent manganese oxide about a percent cobalt if you can imagine that so of course we got pretty excited we delineated the outcrop expression around the butte um, came in and drilled it and the story gets even more interesting after we did more mineralogical work on this clastic unit the sandstone and conglomerate it's full of titanium oxide sand mineral interesting. sand interesting so it is actually probably one of the most economically interesting aspects of the project now is the mineral sand component mm-hmm. but there's also this cobalt and manganese and there's a you know there's a bit of a nickel in that system as well so it is very interesting. I think Travis is going to do a good job with this. He has the benefit of all the groundwork that we've done and the drill holes that we've put into that. We cut him a fair deal. We're getting paid back for the work that we've done to date. We are happy shareholders in Many Peaks, and of course, we have a royalty. Yeah, that's straight down the fairway for the type of deal
0: that EMX does. You always are so energetic when you describe <laughs> mineralization. Well, that's that's but the do part you ever, of the business I, I love. I, yeah, you know. but do you ever miss just going out into the field and prospecting yourself? Why of don't you course. do it? Get out of the suit I, I and get, get into I, I, the the geo gear. <laughs> wow, that's I love that idea. Well, yes. look, I mean,
1: like, what's stopping you? Well, um, somebody has to come and talk to you, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> the <Sure. laughs> the you know we have to wear multiple hats and and that's the hat that i most like to wear i do get in the field every once in a while maybe when i semi-retire i'll go back to doing all field work again i, I you know that's where my roots are
0: what's last question really if if you can talk about 2023 strategy what is the name of the game i mean and we can talk about the three problems how about, how
1: of, about if we double or triple cash flow per share well how are you going to do that because we've got t will be coming in, Cassaroni's cash flowing like crazy, Gettic-Tepi, Uh <coughs> You know, we've crossed the boundary. This, thi- this thing's turned into a cash machine.
0: Yeah. Well, I really hope, as a, <coughs> as a shareholder of EMX royalty, I really hope you and I are not sitting here this fall and having the same conversation about t I. Uh, me too. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Uh, That's Dave Cole, CEO of EMX Royalty, again, trading on the NYSE American and the TSX Venture. Trevor, always a pleasure. Thank you, Dave. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein